Welcome back. This is our culture frame with Abby and Danielle. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Jordan Peele's latest horror film, uh, which is called Us. And in this film and in his other film, particularly Get Out, we've seen that there have been layers. Uh, they, they can be fairly complex. They can be interpreted in various ways. And so we are going to do that. We're going to talk about ways that we might interpret the film. We're going to talk about how we might connect those, you know, thematic interpretations or themes to broader culture, broader systems of under in, in ways of understanding society. So let's just dive in. It's going to be deep, you know, and so let's go for it all right so abby is going to give us uh, a basic sort of synopsis of the film and then we're gonna sort of just dive right in yeah sure so um us like danielle said is judge and peel's latest psychological horror that already sounds deep and (laughs) scary it's actually not as scary as you think it should be it's it's not too bad because I, I don't watch horror but I did this because it was Jordan Peele and he makes good movies and also because I knew it was going to have good content so mm-hmm. it was um, <laughs> yeah I trust him I think I do I do um, <laughs> so the film explores um, it begins with uh, the life of this little girl and her parents um, Adelaide Thomas and she I don't want to go into all of that because it's going to take so much time did I say this already so if you want us to do a second episode please go ahead and let us know because we can't not definitely unpack everything about the movie now but she had a scary experience Adelaide had um, I find it hard to pronounce this Adelaide 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 I think Adelaide okay Adelaide <laughs> You guys get the drift. I was just going to say A. So A had a scary experience as a kid um, in which she saw a reflection, should I say, spoiler, she saw a reflection of herself in a scary house. And I won't tell you what happened afterwards, um, but that experience actually shapes the whole of the movie, right? So when she grows up, she's married to Gabe Wilson, and so Gabe Wilson, A, Zara, and Jason go on vacation. And this is where um, the major crisis unpacks, like, starts. So when, the, when they're on vacation, um, they are, this is, like, one of the funniest scenes in the movie. So there's a family who comes into their driveway. This family looks exactly like them, you know. So, like, um, they're four also, um, just dopo gangers, right? Um, and there is like a man who looks like Gabe. There's a woman who looks like A. And there is there are two kids um, who look like Jason and Zora. Um, those are their two kids, right? So it's just like a reflection of well, I won't say reflection, but this family looks like them. Let's work with that. Um, so 
the family tries to take them out, tries to kill them. And, you know, so the movie, the film takes us through them trying to survive and, you know, all of that stuff. Now, what we find later on in the film is that it's not just their family. These doppelgangers are all over. So everybody basically has in what is called a shadow. Everybody basically has their own second person, a doppelganger. And the doppelganger is basically trying to kill the other person, right? So there's A and there's, let's say there's A and there's A1. So A1 is trying to kill A, basically, for every individual, right? And the doppelgangers leave, let's say they live in the basement, right? Of Actually, in the beginning of the film, they frame it as there's so many abandoned subways and, you know, we don't know what happens there, right? But in, so in the film, when the film begins, we see that, well, not when the film begins, but somewhere in the film, we see that this doppelgangers leave in this abandoned subways, right? And then Danielle's favorite thing that she may talk about, they're also rabbits, you know, that's just so many things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing, the rabbits. Yeah. Okay, just throw me yeah. out there. It kind of made me um, not... Rabbits as much, yeah, because the rabbits. I'm still trying to figure out what it is about the rabbits. So double gangers is the rabbits, but I feel like there's more to the whole rabbit thing. Um, yeah. And I and I what? I will give my interpretation of that. Yes. Thank you so much for your insight. <laughs> So the rabbits um, leave with the doppelgangers in the subways, right? And so what basically happens in the film is that all of these doppelgangers that leave in the subways come up and start to attack humans. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about like the major theme that I want to highlight, which is like um, material wealth and what it can do to your humanities. Now, this is by no means what the film is only talking about let's say like in a hundred themes this is one of the things that the film touches on you know um so while they're trying to survive um the wilsons have um this friends who are funny enough white i mean it's not funny but it's just interesting that jordan peele did this like white black kind of experience right so they have this family who have like everything you would ever want in life, like the boat, the house, the cute thing, you know. So um, Gabe is always talking about, hey, um, did you see what the Tylers? I think that the I think their last name is Tyler. Yeah, the Tylers. Did you see what the Tylers got? Did you see they have a new boat? Did you see they have a new house and all that stuff? So while they're trying to escape, while the Wilsons are trying to escape from these doppelgangers who are trying to kill them they go to the Tyler's home. Now, the Tyler's home is, like, again, big house, nice boat. Um, I think it's... It wasn't Alexa, but they have, like, this Alexa speaker that basically powers the whole house. Um, so when they get there... I'm, I don't want to give spoilers, but when they get there, I won't say what happened. But one of the things that happens is the Wilsons, of course, because their house is super fancy, they have a lot of food... They have like nice technology, nice boat. Their boat is not like the, um, sorry, in the Tyler house, the boat is not like the Wilsons, right? The boat like works immediately, right? The Wilsons boat, like you have to start it like a, it sounds like a blender, like it's it's ratchet, <laughs> it's a cheap boat, right? So, um, when they get there, um, 
A tells her husband, Gabe, hey, let's get what we need to get and let's keep it moving because we don't know if these doppelgangers are going to come here to attack us. And Gabe is like, babe, we don't need to do this. Look, we have everything. We have food, we have light, we have fancy stuff. We have all these great things going for us. So let's just sit here and not do anything. And she's like, um, we're not going to do that, right? So that's the first pointer to like this obsession with material wealth and materialism and how it like keeps us complacent, 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 um, culturally, socially, economically, that all that frames our mind, frames our thinking is just um, how much of wealth can I amass and, you know, how comfortable can I become? And it, we kind of block out other social issues surrounding us because basically what's happening is everywhere in the world you know this doppelganger i mean everywhere in the u.s because it's framed in the u.s and in the u.s um maybe outside but we'll get to that um these doppelgangers are killing people right but because gabe believes he has everything he needs in tyler's home he doesn't want to move right so it's like when you amass all this wealth all you're concerned about is how much of it can i consume right and you just neglect what's happening outside you outside of you right another pointer to like this whole capitalism material wealth thing is like is that when the doppelgangers arrive in the wilson's house um they ask them who are you right and they're like oh we're americans you know so we want what you have we've been living in the subway not having access to all these resources which is actually, let me rephrase that. Like, they had a point there, right? That's why the movie is so complex. They had a point there. Like, you guys living upstairs have had access to all these resources, and you haven't, while those of us down have had a shortage, so we've had to feed on rabbits, right? And and the lady said, the woman who looks like A says that. Like, I had to, like, eat rabbits and stuff while you were getting all these fancy nice toys for Christmas so that also touches on this is one of the things we talk about like in cultural studies critical studies um when we look at um Karl Marx who was a economic theorist he was a theorist cultural theorist um in that in society uh, especially in the capitalist society the people who like um, amass a lot of wealth and get to make decisions and they're also people who grind you know what we say the hustle they hustle every day but they're making basically making money and turning the wheel for the rich people right and we see that with this whole subway it's not that simple i don't want to make it that simplistic but we see that dichotomy in the movie right where the doppelgangers are like we're not having this anymore you guys up there have all the resources you have all the wealth we also want to share that and that's a legal illegal need right um not legal a legitimate need so i'm I'm gonna stop there because i feel like i can keep going but that's one um you know, major thing in the, in the film. So, Danielle, what you got? I feel like that's that's interesting. Um, I think. Well, I'll just start with my interpretation, and we'll bring them together. Um, mine is my initial thought when seeing the film was like, "Oh crap, um, this is creepy." Um, <laughs> I need to sleep tonight um that was my first thought my second was about hidden histories um it's particularly scary, scary though i don't want people it's to not scary it. it's creepy it's creepy it is, it is creepy 
It's creepy. And that for somebody who can't stand spiders is a problem. You see what I'm saying? You know, like <laughs> but so so my thought was um was mostly about this idea of perhaps superficiality, but I'll say I'll talk about hidden histories. Mm-hmm. So when we see like the poster of us the very at the very beginning before you even get into the film, you see the poster of us and you see um Adelaide or A um with uh sort of a mask and this taking off of the mask. So the mask um the of her same face is sort of covering but removed from a crying face. So it's a mask uh, a, a rendering of her face um, that looks more content. The the facial expression is more content. She the the facial expression is not necessarily happy, but it's content. Um, and presumably, this mask had been hiding, completely hiding the face underneath that is crying. This these tears are rolling down her face. So. On that poster, you already see this sort of hiddenness, this sort of performance that is a part of this um, and an identity, partly because we're so focused on this this central character, Adelaide, and her family, but the, she has a central focus in this film. And so when I see that, I see, especially considering uh, connecting it to a broader um, uh social sphere um and and then thinking about the line that uh abby brought up when she said uh they asked who who are you who who are you uh as the shadow people or the people in the shadows um and adelaide says we're right that right there first of all was a those i was like okay we could have we could have that out did a little bit more subtle come on Jordan Peele I know we could have had a you know different way of saying it like she could have you know I don't know some like imagination you know I know it takes a lot and you you know you got to turn out stuff you know um but that just felt really on the nose and I was like it sort of took me out the out of the film during in the theaters but nevertheless it drove home the point that these people who have been living in the shadows and who have been the the doppelgangers and sort of forced to live in the shadows and not have a voice, literally, um, are... That's so true. Literally, don't Yeah, that's right. Right, right. There's so many... Yeah. That's so important. But yeah, sorry, keep going. And, and we're running out of time, just as a reminder, but... Yeah, so... Um, what really and truly um they have they don't really have a voice and then but they identify themselves as americans right they they identify themselves as a part of the foundation of this country Mm. and so some you can talk about class structure for me i want to talk about um the hidden hidden history so Particularly if we talk about slavery, particularly we talk about working class, 
Um, and those oftentimes um, that, that has dimensions of race, but I want to bring up slavery for sake of time. Like I said, we could go in so many different directions, but for sake of time and for sake of just a, a, a concrete example, when we think about this history, oftentimes in the U.S., in, in classrooms, um, studying history, studying U.S. history, we hear for some odd reason about George Washington, his cherry tree, and his fake teeth, <laughs> and all of these, and the British, and they came, and then, you know, we hear all of these different things, but we don't hear very much about slavery. We, this, that part of history, and the extent to which that institution that peculiar institution um was foundational to the monetary uh advances that that the u.s in particular people um people who own slave they have free labor it's slavery and so them trying to hold on to that um and them having that for 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 centuries allowed a particular type of economic advancement, um, but also, uh, you know, this, this sort of oppression, this, this trauma that continues into today. So getting back to the interpretation, we see these people who um, are underground. These, we see these tunnels that were built, you know, whenever, I don't remember, Abby probably have a better idea but that were built in the film when that you know a while ago and forgotten right and no one above the surface wants to talk about it they want to live in their house they want to play on the beach and they're just happy not remembering or not knowing about this 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 hidden place right however that those those places the those things that are forgotten um, those things that advanced or allowed the, the surface level people to have the type of success where they have leisure time at the beach. Those things come back up. Mm-hmm. Those things don't, mm-hmm. don't disappear. Those, those histories don't disappear. Those, they are part of how, um, how the, the, the top world has been able to exist. And so it, they can't be ignored. Some kind of way, they come back. Um, and so that's sort of how I would enter. I think it, it relates, particularly in thinking about class um, and and the ways that um, often is, it, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Um, but most of the time, you know, those boots that you're trying to pull yourself up on have been, you know, stomping you down. And so uh, I think that's that's one way of, of seeing the film. Also, really quickly, I want to, you know, I had this idea about the rabbits, just real quick. Um, <laughs> because the rabbits and Get Out, right, uh, the, the, the song that uh, the brother and Get Out, um, he was playing on the radio at the very beginning of the film in his car. Um, run, rabbit, run, right? So it's, we're, we're trying, we're catching these rabbits and we're wanting the, the, the rabbits to run because they're about to get caught and they're about to get eaten and not whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm relating that to us and the, the, the relationship between the rabbit as prey 
the the rabbit is is prey. It, the rabbits are eaten by the people um, in the shadows, the doppelgangers. Um, and so while the people in the shadows are being oppressed by the people on the surface and the surface world above, right? The people who are below the, the oppressed people are now finding they have something to oppress. Like, how do I say this? That's true. Yeah, so it's, we do that. Like, well, you already said all this, right? Um, so in the U.S. and if you're the space, right? So um, most of what we have in the U.S. today, economically, socially, culturally, was built by slaves. Um, it enriched certain people. Um, and so that's that's one chain, right? So those people are having fun, living their life, they're economically ahead, Right. And the people who did the work are still oppressed. Now, the chain of it is like, those people who are oppressed also go ahead and oppress other people. The irony of it is you can even, I don't want to say you can oppress yourself, but when you oppress your own community, you're actually doing that to yourself. Um, or people who are who you feel are lesser than you. So in, in um, what, when, we, when we're studying in school, we call this self-policing also, you know, so like, you know, an example, black people telling other black people, why are you talking white? And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, that's an example of self-policing. But, hi. Hi. Right, right. So, and that's that's one thing, like, to sort of tie this all together, um, we bring in these ideas, these various ideas um, of, you know, uh, materialism uh abby said that the comfort of materialism which is a which is an interesting thought partly because it connects to hidden countries actually i'm sorry because i've seen this uh, i was just talking about this recently is that a lot of people are like oh but my parents didn't do that my grandparents are not responsible for slavery blah 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 but yo you're living in the wealth that it brought so you're still connected to it Right, but we just want to sit in that comfort. We don't want to address history. We don't want to address what's going on in society and culture. Right. So I just want to quickly add that before we round off. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's so. Like Abby said, um, as we're about to end it, um, because we want to make sure we have you know keep a time. But as Abby said, there's a lot that we can talk about in uh, us and also in, you know, Get Out and um, in relation to how we might interpret and how we uh, express culture and society through these sorts of narratives. Um, So if you want to hear more, if you want to engage more in conversation, please uh, send us, uh, you know, voice message, uh, note, um, you know, anything like that, comment, um, and we can, you know, come back to this and we can do sort of a part two um, if we want to go more in depth. And of course, we definitely have more that we could say. <laughs> so, um, but unless Abby, you want to add anything else? No, I'm good for now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
for now bye for now okay um but thank you all again thank you all for listening um join us for our next episode next week um and this has been our culture frame with abby and danielle so thanks for listening see you later